We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app there have been a lot of rumors going around about the iowa caucus which is less than a week away can you believe it's already here wow i was kind of shocked today when i saw it was the ninth day of January. I mean, this this month is absolutely screaming by. So, like I said, less than a week away from the Iowa caucus. Right now, some of the polls, just taking a look at it, let's go down to the Iowa caucus. Uh, right now, we've got oh, Donald Trump leading by 36 points. Um, that's That's a pretty big lead, plus 36 in Iowa. So a lot of people are saying that there's a possibility that Ron DeSantis is going to drop out of the race after the Iowa caucus. And not only that, the rumor is also going to say that he's going to drop out and fully endorse Donald Trump. What do you think about that? Joining us right now is Adam Weiss. He was on Newsmax talking about this. Uh, Adam, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So yeah. rumors rumors are absolutely swirling over Ron DeSantis dropping out uh, after the Iowa caucus. How is that looking as a possibility? I, you know, I think if he just doesn't do as well as he expected, he put all his eggs in one basket, been to 99 counties, spent a fortune, the sitting governor of Florida. If he doesn't do somewhat really close to uh, high up near Trump and a clear second place, I don't think you should take the shots and and go to New Hampshire and lose big there because he's putting all his eggs in one basket. You put all the eggs in one basket, yeah, and you lose, and then you go to the other place and you you guaranteed to get blown away. It doesn't look good. You might as well just save grace, back out, endorse the the number one, you know, the eventual nominee. It looks like. Yeah, and, I, uh, you know, it, I, I tallied it all up, and, and if Donald Trump does as well in, you know, the primaries and the caucuses as he looks like he's doing, this thing is wrapped up March 5th. Yeah, I mean, you took even if you took every single person, candidate still out there, the pie doesn't, their pie doesn't come close to even 50, right? Right. So where are you getting, there's no growth for them to catch Donald Trump. This wishful thinking for the governor, I think he was just talked into it by too many elite strategists out there to make the to make the run for it at this point. He's probably, yeah. He should have just he would have been the go to guy next time easily. Yeah, after his record in Florida, absolutely. Win, lose. Trump win lose, he would have been the guy, and you know, but is he the guy next time? No, can he be the guy? Yes, but 
I bet you if he didn't run and he's back Trump, he would have definitely been the guy. A lot, lot of people have been saying that, and I've been one of those people that said that he should have waited until 2028 and, and, and really jumped in then. Because you got to admit, Adam, he had a lot of momentum before he announced he was running for president. Right. He won in 20. What did he win? He won in 22. His term would have been up in 26. And that's the time he would have just started running, right? So yeah. perfect. It would have been perfect timing. He's coming to the end of his governor, second term as governor. Florida, he can't run for a third term. So he would have started running again right at that moment. Either Trump was the president, right, or, you know, we have, you know, a geriatric patient in there right. as president. Yeah, still. Exactly. And, you know, so where do you, way, where, would, where do you think the big failure has been? I mean, uh, has it been his campaign? Partly his campaign, partly Donald Trump is a larger-than-life figure who's been smacked over the head. It's like if you were a, you know, a sports figure and you beat the heck out of uh, LeBron. Well, I don't want to say LeBron James. Yeah. He's not an American icon, but you know, a Tom Brady. Let's say Tom yeah. Brady was out for two years. Let's say when Michael Jordan went to the uh, went and tried out baseball, he wasn't good at it. Right. But he came back. He was champion. Back then, he was championed by the country. Or if Mickey Mantle, the legendary baseball player, was hammered on the head, he's making a comeback. That's like Trump. He's been badgered, hammered on the head. He's making a comeback, and he's not losing the base that he built up. He's not losing the momentum he built up. And, you know, another thing I was, okay, so, you know, back in 2021, he was, uh, you know, Sanders was still in his first term. He was running a year later. There was right two months right after Trump lost the uh, presidency. You know, mm-hmm. it was like it was stolen from. Right. It's really bitter. They're around the FBI, the Justice Department, are rounding up citizens really quick. You never seen them work so fast to get guys that just stepped into a office building with a flag, right? Right. You know, they can't find criminals for two years, and yet they were finding people so quick that happened to step on steps. It was ridiculous. But so he held a fundraiser for DeSantis. At Mar-a-Lago, it was somebody got COVID. They shut the whole place down, but he still kept the fundraiser. There must have been 80, 100 of us from Long Island, New York. They're originally from Long Island, New York. It was a contingency from New, that I knew back in the day. And we all went, donated money, supported DeSantis. And I just came to Florida at that point because I lived in New York. And I just got, got a place in Florida. And I was trying to – it was a small crowd, so I was able to get time with him. And I was trying to get things out of him. Hey, I just got down there. The policies suck in New York. And, you know, I'm so glad. And I just couldn't. There was no personality coming out of him. I don't remember anything, James, that stuck out that that I was that was going to come to me and, and remember. And what we have is these memories, right? And I think if I can't remember anything with a small crowd with the governor. Yeah. And uh, standing in the side, it was a Louisiana uh, – two. Uh, GOP chairman that came down and it was a primary the next day and I called over Trump and he says to Trump's going, Oh, what about these primaries governor? And he's, and he forgot the governor open up a little bit and, and Trump looks in the back and he, and I'm with my dad. who was 84 at the time. He says, that your dad, get him over here. And he took photos with my dad. It was real memorable that Trump did that. Yeah. But I don't think that Santos, he's a little bit aloof. He just doesn't have that really good personality with people that you need. What? Cause when it comes to running for president, it's a lot of retail politics for over a year. Yeah. The Iowa. And it shines through if you don't have it. When you have a really likable personality, 
go back. Huckabee was really good. He had a real likable personality, right? He really shined when he ran, Governor Huckabee. So, you know, McCain had a quirky personality. He kind of shined. But Santa's brilliant governor. He governs well. But he just didn't have a good retail po- po- uh, politics of a personality. You know, I always say I met um, – I, I, I've been to events with Obama. I've been to events with Clinton when I was covering news. And I've been to events with Trump. And those three guys, without a spotlight on them, glowed. It just it looks like they always had a spotlight on them. It's just something about them. It's that charisma that people really pick up on. And is that something I mean, is that something the governor's lacking? I, I believe you just said he was. I walked in a room. It was after Trump uh, Clinton lost. I mean, after Clinton served a second term, he did a fundraiser for a con- congressman in New York who switched parties. And somebody and my colleague wanted to go. And it was said to be 25 years ago. And he just shined up the townhouse. He walked in. He had this yeah. he mag, and they did another event in Apollo, the Apollo Theater in New York. And he walked in, and he had that charisma. You just knew he might not have been saying anything, but that energy that he brought, you knew he was in that room. Yeah, and exactly the same right. Obama. So I don't this, like DeSantis didn't have it when I was in that room with him. You, you either he's there, he wasn't there. You didn't matter. He just didn't have that overwhelming charisma that was taking over a room. Give us that. Give us a percentage of uh, DeSantis dropping out after Iowa, probably a, a week from today. Seventy percent. Seventy. That's pretty substantial. That's pretty substantial. What if you? What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I would. I would go around. I would go around there. I mean, that's that's what I'm thinking. Media CEO and GOP strategist Adam Weiss. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. We appreciate Thanks, it. Man. Thank Thanks you. Me. Take care. Well, when we get back, there's a new king of the hill as far as car exporters. We'll tell you who that is. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the program. Boy, China has now become the world's biggest auto exporter. Who'd have saw who'd have saw that coming? I don't I don't see any Chinese cars driving around Greenville. Um their auto sales have surged to a record last year, and they are now surpassing Japan as the world's biggest car exporters. And that's making a pretty big noise throughout the automotive industry. That's pretty amazing to me. 
Um, Battery-powered vehicles will account for, oh, no wonder, no wonder. Battery-powered vehicles will account for 30% of China's total car exports of 5 million units this year. According to Swiss Bank, Chinese car makers exported 4.4 million cars in the first 11 months of 2023 versus 3.99 million units by Japanese manufacturers. How about that? They're expected to sell 5 million vehicles overseas this year, with much of the demand coming from the developing markets like Southeast Asia and um, they're now the number one exporter. The Swiss bank said that the Chinese car makers are likely to brush aside hurdles such as the anti-subsidy investigations launched by the European Commission into the country's vehicle uh, electric vehicle industry. Battery-powered vehicles will account for 30% of their total car exports this year. Chinese electric car makers enjoy an advantage in terms of technology, they said. Aside from high-performance batteries, they also have a good command of some manufacturing techniques, which make production processes simpler and more cost-effective. China was already on track to become the world's largest car exporter in 2023, having exported, like I said, 4.4 million units in the first 11 months, and that even increased 58%. That's an increase of 58% from 2022. But it's not just the electric vehicle business that they're in. Now they are in even deeper in the oil business. That's right. West Corna. West Corna 1, holding over 20 billion barrels in reserve, is now in Chinese hands. That's right. PetroChina is now leading its development. ExxonMobil. Their withdrawal from the Common Sweetwater Supply Project and other Iraqi energy products opened the door for the Chinese and Russian firms to come in and fill the gap. The change in leadership at West Corner, one, reflects a broader trend of increasing Chinese influence in the Middle Eastern oil markets and a decline in the Western hegemony. Listen, this is going to be a big deal. I mean, just, just think about how much control that China is not only now that they have in this this project, but they're going to try to get into others as well. And in fact, I, I believe OPEC is now accepting the Chinese yuan as payment for petroleum products. Now, that undermines the petrodollar here in the United States. And that is the only thing that is bolstering our economy. That's the only thing that keeps the American dollar strong is the fact that any purchases of energy has to be done in U.S. dollars. So if you're in South Korea, you have to take your South Korean currency, exchange it for American, buy the energy, it gets paid back in American dollars, and then you exchange that for South Korean currency. That is it. That's all we've got right now. That's the only thing. I mean, as, as, as in the toilet as our economy is right now, that's the only thing bolstering it up. And all of these BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they actually want to go into their own currency. And you've got other, other countries that are looking to jump in on this. So our position right now with the dollar is teetering, teetering very, very hard. And I'm just wondering what this administration is is willing to do about it. Because we, I mean, you don't hear about any of this 
unless we tell you. Because they're certainly not going to do it. And remember, remember Joe Biden? Come on, man. No, these are good folks, folks. Chinese eating our lunch, please. Give me a break. Come on, man. But they are. They're eating our lunch. And this is what Donald Trump meant. When, when Donald Trump said, and everybody just lost their ever-loving minds, when Donald Trump said that authoritarian countries could do things quicker than republics, he's exactly right. Because they don't have to go through all the rigmarole. They just make the decision and they go in and do it. It wasn't, he wasn't saying that they're better. He wasn't saying that they're, you know, a better form of government. He was just saying they're quicker to act and quicker to react. But, of course, the media, they, they you know, they lost their minds over comments like that. But you got to admit, he's exactly right. So China, the petrodollar, all of that, all of that is stuff that we need to worry about. And I just don't see this administration as being capable of doing something like that. When we get back in the state house. They are so afraid of the South Carolina Freedom Caucus that they're actually going to be working with Democrats to change the rules of the statehouse and how things get done. Oh, boy. When will the establishment in Columbia learn? Well, it's up to us to teach them a lesson. We'll talk about that coming up next. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to talk to the most conservative black voice in South Carolina. J.R. is calling in. How you doing, J.R.? Charlie, I'm going to tell you, the honor is all mine, man. <laughs> Speaking with the conservative crusader himself, um, Mr. Charlie James, I, I'm doing better than better than I deserve. And um I, 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 I initiated the call mm-hmm. to just hit a point on uh, Michelle Obama. Yeah. And uh, then I, I heard you mention, um, you know, about these uh, establishment rhinos um, in the state house yeah. in South Carolina, uh, many of whom I have absolutely no use for. Uh, and th- But there are some great ones. There are some, there are some great ones who, who get back with me. And uh, what I have worked with, mm-hmm. and we have uh, uh, initiated some some great progress. But uh, then there are those that don't even have the uh, courtesy. I guess they they know who I am. Yeah. Not they don't even have the courtesy to return my phone calls. But uh, you know I haven't initiated a visit to Columbia in quite some time. Right. But uh, they because you know I mean it's it's they the the oath that they take, well, if they, if well, that they that they speak out of their mouth, they don't take it seriously, and they don't realize that they're they're they work for the people. 
They, yeah. they work for the people, Charlie. They, they do. Uh, they absolutely. Well, they're, at least they're they're supposed to. Let's. Yeah, I, I really want to hit on this Michelle Obama thing because uh, Katie Pavlich. Now, Katie Pavlich was over on uh, Fox News, I believe. Why don't you listen to what she said? As we know, the Obamas are not sold on Joe Biden becoming president a second time. And if ever there was a pick me moment, that was yeah. it. Well, she's clearly trying to say that if President Trump were to win the general election, it would terrify her. But really, it's an indictment of the weak <clears throat> candidacy of Joe Biden. That was not an endorsement of confidence uh, moving forward into the general election that she believes, even though she didn't say and, my and, name. And how much of a pick? Yeah, I mean, and, and that's what I said. That was her dipping her toes into the water movement when she gave that uh, that podcast interview, talking about how afraid oh, yeah. she was for the election. What do you think about the possibility of her running? I, I, listen, I told people uh, they, they better listen to me. I told some people uh, three or four years ago um, that there was always the possibility uh, that uh, Michelle Obama would be not. This is not to say that she's ca- she's not capable. Right. She's not smart, but she is somewhat similar to Barack Obama. She is somewhat uh, articulate and she has some degree of to, to some people of charisma or likability. Yeah. But she she does have she, she checks all of the leftist boxes. Yeah. And so, yeah, she could she yeah, she could, you know, she, she's more likable than, than a Hillary Clinton. And so, yeah, she 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 definitely she definitely could be uh, the face just like just like her husband yep. was. Uh, she could she could be the face. But no, I mean, what is she worried about? They just signed that multi multi million dollar deal with Netflix, and uh, yeah. he's making all kind of money. And I mean, he's on they're on track to become the next uh, fast track to become the next billionaires. Yeah. And I mean, you know, everybody's everybody's kissing their feet wherever they go. I mean, you know, I mean, so and 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 they just I, I don't I don't get it myself. And, yeah. and he he gets paid to make movies. Uh, bashing white people, and I mean, yeah. I'm like, man, what, 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 you know, what, what kind of country are we living? Yeah, but no, yeah, but you, but you, is, because they is, would have yeah. to divest themselves of all of those business interests. Oh yeah, if she ran for president, oh, yeah. do you think they'd be willing to do that? Well, listen, while she was while when she was in the White House, when he first got in, the, when Obama first got in the White House. She was still on the payroll, and and this is and if I if Jr. knows it, it's common knowledge. Yeah. Uh, for whatever law firm that she was working at originally out of Chicago, and she was getting uh, I don't know, it's like three hundred, three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, and she's sitting in the White House. You know, that, so she didn't divest her uh, divest yeah, herself. Yeah, that's that. true. So that's true. Know, yeah. So and again, you know, it's little, 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 it's not what the law says is who enforces it. I, yeah, yeah, Charlie. You know? So that's yeah. why I tell you, I appreciate you. And so say it while you can. And, uh, uh because <laughs> while you know, we can, you know, yes, while we can, man. before that mass while exodus happens, JR, always a pleasure, buddy. Thank you so much pleasure, for giving us a call. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Ken is in Greer. Ken, welcome to the program. How are you? All right. How, how you been? Doing really good. What's up, man? You know, about these young kids working. Now I went into a restaurant up to the counter. A young little lady served me. I give her my money, and she couldn't make change. Yeah. And yeah. Like I had to tell her how how much to give me back. You know. And the cash registers kind of do that for you these days, don't they? I mean, you know, they tell you how much, but you got to count it up. 
Uh, yeah, you're yeah. right. But Ken, I mean, it did, it did but I wanted back, so I gave oh. a oh, you had a oh, you had a special request. Yeah, I gave her ten dollars and a quarter, so I would have got four dollars and a nickel. Back. Right, and she she said to me, "I don't do math." Oh, jeez. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, Ken, your your heart had to sink when that happened. Oh, my word. Oh, man. Hey, buddy, I appreciate you calling in, and you're absolutely right. I remember I was coming back um, from Atlanta. This has been years ago. It's coming back from Atlanta. It was kind of late at night. Um, I, I, I flew somewhere. I think I, I don't know. I can't remember. might have flown to Nashville or something. Um, so I came back, and I stopped at a little McDonald's. And it was in, um, I can't remember where it was, but it was on I-20 headed from Atlanta to Augusta. And I stopped at this little McDonald's and I went in and I got a coffee. Got a coffee. And it was 77 cents. And this is the 100% true story. So I handed three quarters and two pennies to this girl behind the counter at McDonald's. And she looked at it and she looked at me. She looked at it. She looked at me. Then she turned her head and she said, three quarters, two pennies, 77 cent. And from the back, you heard, uh, yeah. I was like, oh, my goodness. Where where are we? And that was years ago, years ago. And it's gotten worse since then. All right. In just a couple of minutes, we're going to be talking about what's going on in the in the Capitol Uh, with some folks trying to change the rules, mainly because of the South Carolina Freedom Caucus and the work that they're doing. Folks, we need to get in step with those folks. Let's go to Richard in Dallas. Uh, Richard, welcome to the program. How are you doing? Hey, Charlie. I'm doing great, man. Yes, sir. Hey, that caller just called in and said that girl couldn't math. Yeah. That obviously must have been one of those that didn't know what four times 15 was. <laughs> Do you remember that when I played that clip? Uh, what is four times stupid. 15? Uh, how stupid. I'm telling you. Are they teaching anything in, in school these days? <laughs> obviously not math. No, obviously not. And I'm not the greatest mathematician in the world, but uh, but I know better than that. All right, buddy, I appreciate I'm you calling you can it. Figure it out uh, you, can, you can figure it out real quick. I yeah. appreciate it, Richard. Thank you. Thank you for your call. we got to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll tell you what's going on in the state house. And Joe Biden sounded a lot like Hillary Clinton recently. That's coming up on the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas. Well... I'm telling you what, those folks at the state house, especially uh, members of the Republican caucus, uh, they do not want you to be represented. They don't. I mean, repeat that. They do not want you to be represented. And I'll tell you a new thing that they're doing right now is, uh, and this is from Fitz News, Republican and Democratic leaders in the South Carolina House of Representatives are pushing a rules change that would limit floor debate on legislation, curtailing the ability of individual lawmakers and groups of lawmakers to hold up bills that they don't like. 
Sources familiar with the proposed rules change say it cleared both the GOP and the Democratic House Legislative Caucuses today and is set to be introduced into the House rules later this week. Whoa, that's pretty amazing. Now, this is a direct shot at the Freedom Caucus, the South Carolina Freedom Caucus, and they would be significantly constrained by the proposed change of the rules. According to sources, the proposed rule changes, now listen to this, listen to this. According to sources, the proposed rule changes would grant the current GOP majority leader, Davey Hyatt, and his Democratic counterpart, Todd Rutherford, the authority to select 10 amendments apiece for each bill that comes to the floor of the House for a vote. All other amendments would be ruled out of order and dismissed without a vote. So only Davey Hyatt and only Todd Rutherford can propose amendments to bills. If they're not your representative, then you're out of luck. That's just too bad for you. Aside from granting parity to Democrats, which they do a lot, in a chamber where Republicans enjoy a numerical supermajority, the new rule would shut down attempts by conservatives to reshape legislation in ways more favorable to citizens and taxpayers. This is worse than the loyalty oath, one person said. That's exactly right. Exactly right. So... Ah, so who is uh, who's the head of the rules committee? Well, that's Ann Thayer. Ann Thayer is the woman who joked and laughed when callers of uh, listeners of this radio station blew up her phones in the middle of last year. Well, it's scheduled to have a meeting uh, a meeting on this tomorrow afternoon. Um, oh, my goodness, this is hideous. This is absolutely awful. And this is what we're going to have as long as we have open primaries in South Carolina. This is what we're going to have. When the only people that can propose amendments are the GOP majority leader and the Democratic majority leader and nobody else, you have no representation in Columbia. That is way too much power way too much power for these people to have. I'm going to try to get some folks on tomorrow from the uh, South Carolina Freedom Caucus to talk about this because, I mean, and you guys, you need to be calling Ann Thayer. You need to blow up her phones again and say, no, no, you need to be blowing up Davey Hyatt's phone saying, no, no, we don't want you to be the guy. You don't want, we don't want you to be the guy, the same guy that wanted these people to sign a loyalty oath, the same guy that, that kicked these good conservatives out of the Republican caucus. We don't want you to be the only person that makes amendments. You have the right in this, country, in this state to be represented, represented in your state house, and they're trying to take that right away from you. This is dirty. This is as dirty a thing as I have ever heard in my life. So fine. They're the the Republican caucus. Air quotes there. Republican caucus. So they make their rules on how they do things. Well, that sucks anyway. 
But this is why you need to have members of, 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 of the South Carolina Freedom Caucus included in the Republican Caucus. So they can stand. This is what they want. They just want that one little club. This is what Columbia wants. They want that one little club and nobody else gets in it. Oh, you want to. Oh, you want to campaign against a, uh, an incumbent? No, we can't allow that. We'll just kick you out. Oh, you want to post. You want to post pictures of the vote board. From the state house. Oh, you can't do that. We'll kick you out. You can't do any of that. Dirty as the day is long. Now, remember, these are the same people that gave Volkswagen and Scout $1.7 billion of your dollars and rushed through a hate crimes bill so that we would meet their standards for diversity, equity, and inclusion. That's why they did that, to raise our social credit score, our DEI score. They passed a hate crimes bill that had gender language in it. So now that's codified in the law. South Car- the state of South Carolina recognizes now that there is more than one gender because of these so-called Republicans in the House of Representatives. Good night. I can't wait until the last one leaves. I really can't. Even, even the people in Washington don't make me this mad. And they should make you mad, too. Because this is dirty dealings. They would rather roll in the mud with the Democrats, which they do on a daily basis. So you know what hopes I have for any good conservative legislation coming out of Columbia this year? Zip. Absolutely zip. Do you think we're going to get, do you think we're going to get constitutional carry this? No, we are not. Do you think we're going to get a tax cut? No, we are not. Do you think they're going to keep, oh, and by the way, we got another electric vehicle company coming to Florence. It's going to be more of your, 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 your state tax, day, uh, tax dollars going to some foreign entity coming into South Carolina. Oh, these people. Mm-mm-mm. I, I really do. I have such disdain for those members of the South Carolina House and Senate. I, I just, if I were to actually tell you how I felt about them, Will would have to be hitting that dump button. <laughs> he would have to be bleeping everything I said. That's how much I cannot stomach them. What a horrible group of people. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.